You're listening to Not Just Hemingway Podcast, the weekly podcast about short fiction from all around the globe. Let's keep it short. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening to Not Just Hemingway Podcast, then thanks for coming. I'm Juke, and today it's Bumi and me in the studio. Sounds easy enough, but we both had to fly in for this one, so thank you for being here, Bumi. You're welcome. Let's talk short stories. What have you read recently? Um, I've just finished Dennis Johnson's Jesus' Son, which is um, a collection of uh, short uh, stories. Um, an incredible book, um, just really sparkling um, prose. Um, and I would have to say it's one of the best collections that I've ever read. Really? Yes. Um, Dennis Johnson also writes poetry, and that is evident just in uh, his prose. Um the poetry in his prose is really, really beautiful. Um, the stories are kind of interlinked in that the characters reappear. Wait, because... Let me check. I honestly think I read a review the other day. Yes, I read a review the other day. Because um, uh, it's been translated into Dutch. And guess what? It's sold as a novel in Dutch. But it's not a novel. I kid you not. It's 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 sold as a novel, and if I check the website of the publisher that has it, it avoids uh, both the words novel or short story. Okay, I mean that's quite that's in- weird. That's quite interesting. That's quite quite interesting. Um, it, I mean, it features a protagonist or the narrator is a uh, drug addict, um, and like he was himself, right? I'm, I'm not sure. It? I'm not sure. Um, but the protagonist narrates all of the stories in the collection. So in that sense, you have you have that kind of continuity. Um, but there are different characters in the different stories, and they're more like moments. Um, and it is quite interesting because the character has, you know, his drug addiction makes him or gives him a certain lucidity, a clarity, yeah. um, but also confusion. Um so super unreliable. Yeah, but you have that interesting kind of juxtaposition of clarity and confusion. Um, you know, uh, um, <laughs> dealing with a lot of you know illusion and things that aren't real, um, and then having this um, incredible grasp of uh, reality, and that's such an interesting balance for me. It read as a collection of short stories interlinked because the characters. Reappeared. It is no in in English. I have checked it in English. It is, it's a collection of short stories. Mm. It's funny how they um, weird. It's funny how apparently in at least in in the Netherlands, the short stories don't sell or are set to don't sell that well. And maybe that's just a, like a reinforcing uh, of things. Would you have picked it out if it had been sold as a novel to you? If you knew, oh, no, if it was a novel and you knew it was a novel, would you have picked it off the shelf? Probably not. I mean, I, I read a collection of short stories um, edited by Haruki Murakami mm-hmm. um, about birthdays. And Dennis Johnson had a short story in that collection called Dundun, which is an amazing short story. And Dundun itself, the title really attracted me because Dundun um, is the name of an, of an African drum, a Yoruba drum. And I just thought that's a really, really interesting um, title. Um, and so... That short story, read that short story, um, and then read that that short story was part of this collection. And that is what brought me to the collection. 
I'm quite a slow reader. So, oh, really? Yes. I'm a slow thinker. This is, this is lost to people who listen, but you, you, you don't look like a slow reader. You look like very much on top of it. Well, I am on top of it, but I'm a slow reader. And that's not a negative. It's just yeah. a way of reading. Um, and I'm a slow uh, thinker and speaker. Um, so it would take me, you know, I, I'd probably only be able to get through maybe three <laughs> novels a year. Maybe, maybe a, you know, a few more. But reading short stories just means I can read more. I can read more. more I can diverse. study more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, do you have a sort of to-be-read list? Like, do you, do you keep as now? So you had an, an anthology of some sorts, and then you found this dum dum dun dun sorry story. So you set out. Do you do that often? Is that the way you find new short stories? Um, I tend to make a list. So I have a list. Paper. I- Yes, a paper list. A paper list. And I have to, you know, get with the times and <laughs> no, you don't have <laughs> get to. myself a tablet. Um, yeah, but I have a, have a list and that's I find that to be a really um, good way of just kind of, um, you know, making sure that I, I read, um, you know, an array of short stories. Um, otherwise, I would probably tend to go back to the same kind of short story and I want to be a bit more diverse you know I want to hear and read stories from different parts of the world um, I have to say that I am focusing on women ah I am focusing on women ever ever since when um, ever since kind of looking at the list and realizing okay. that <laughs> the writers were women um, but uh, so my assumption is but now I might sound Dennis is a guy right yeah but he wasn't necessarily on my list He wasn't on my list of short See, story I love artists. people who hold lists, but you know, are flexible enough to just ditch the list. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, um, you know, stick to the list rigidly. I don't, I don't do that. Fair um, you know, I, I love going into bookshops. I love Waterstones in London, um, and I love the smell of books. Um, and I might pick up um, a book, um, come across it, and it happens to be a short story collection. Sometimes it happens like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I find a story in a collection, um, as I found Dennis Johnson's story. Um, sometimes uh, the collection comes from the list. Um, so, it, you know, short story collections come to me in a variety of ways, I guess. Okay. There is, I'm trying, now desperately trying to find, as long as you're talking, I was desperately trying to find the name. There is um, a, re- there's more reading challenges. Like towards the end of the year, you always have, you know, next year, try to read more female, more, I don't I don't care, stories about kittens, about women with three legs, anything. There's, <laughs> there's a reading challenge for it. Um, and I think Penguin also actually had one where they say, you know, try read something from another continent, try read one story with a um, protagonist dying or with, I don't know, topics both as well as from authors which is pretty cool I've actually a couple of years ago I had one that I've, I've I tried to follow and it was a bit of a challenge now obviously not just Hemingway sort of started with the idea of me setting out to have um, a to be read list because mm-hmm. a couple of years ago half a decade ago and this sounds horribly old I went to the Writers Academy and part of in the first year part of the application I think I had, people me I had to write down 40 books, wow. 35, 45, I don't need the exact number, but say 40 books that I um, wanted to read in order, you know, for my project. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of reading like that. I just never thought of it. And it's I mean, it's pretty obvious. And, you know, the writers that we have in the studio, mm-hmm. 
they do say that, and over the years, it's obvious. Like, you know, you want to build a house, so you get a book on how to build a house. I love that idea. Um, but then I thought it is actually pretty random. You walk into a bookstore, and whatever is on display, you know, is on display. Mm-hmm. Meaning thousands of books are not on display, and you... You tend to ignore that. So ever <laughs> since I've been, I've been really trying to do well, and not just Hemingway was sort of a result of that of trying to to read one short story of every single country in the world. I'm I'm I'm, I'm ticking boxes there. It's 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 a mission. That is spectacular. <laughs> I'm not yet there. Anybody listening? I'm really needing a story from Paraguay. I just realized. We just outside of the um, uh, podcast, we just discussed about Polish short stories. And I was like, oh yeah, I've done that, but Paraguay and Panama is <laughs> still. But I love the idea of um, reading a short story from um, every country in the world, or trying to. Um, I think that's fantastic. And so, um, but you said you do a deliberate, ditchable um, effort to just read females. Why? <laughs> it's not that I am. I am. Um, Sticking just to females. No, that's that's yeah. what I said with the digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for some reason, for some reason, uh, my eye and my ear is being drawn to um, uh, women uh, writers, and I mean, Irene Sonokoji, her collection uh, speak gigant gigantula. Um, Leonie Ross, um, come let us sing anyway. Um, Kathleen Collins. Um, whatever happened to multiracial love. So I want to, I think when I was like in my teens, um, I sought out uh, black women writers. I sought them out. Um, But then I read mainly novels and poetry. And in the last couple of years, I've kind of fallen in love with the short story form. So I want to kind of go back to reading the stories of women and also the stories of women of colour. I'm not quite sure what that's about. I think maybe that's just something intrinsic in me that I that I'm doing as a writer. That I'm doing as a reader, that I'm doing as a black woman. So you keep a list of, of, of things you want to read. Do you also keep a list of things you've read? Like are you in Goodreads, for example? I'm not on Goodreads, but I've heard good things about it. I've heard good things about Goodreads. Um See, I'm just thinking, because I, I am have been for a while because I find it <laughs> I <laughs> And this is really bad, you know, they'll go like, oh, this is one story. Oh, just just you, like, have you read a Polish story? And I'm like, um, and I have to look it up. Yeah. And I, I, I like that part of Goodreads. Plus, for me, if I'm listening to podcasts, not my own, obviously, but other podcasts, I'll be like, oh, and I'll have Goodreads open and I just fill it in and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get lost in, in little paper things. I'm just thinking maybe I should have a not just Hemingway reading list on Goodreads. What do you think? Should I? Should I not? Uh, Taking votes. I I really like the idea of um, Goodreads because it's a way of being exposed to short stories and short story collections that you probably wouldn't um, pick up or wouldn't... Yeah, there's a lot of algorithms in there. It's it's a really easy way. I think internet in in general, (laughs) despite the algorithms, I think internet in general is a very easy way to jump outside your algorithm Mm. because it's really easy... To just go and scroll. I've had a, I've had this thing with um, writing from the Middle East. I've I've actually had it for a long, long, long time, and it's there. It's not it's not in the shops that I encounter, and and you know I've happened to have lived in a couple of countries in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and just not there. But it does exist, and quite a few are translated as well. And and Goodreads makes it really accessible, accessible yeah. to just find any 
uh, author and then just click through follow links, follow links, follow links and before you know it you're in a different bubble altogether. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, because we were having a conversation a bit earlier on about um, writers from different parts of the world, writers from different countries and how different environments um, or your environment as a writer impacts on your writing in that it maybe colours your language um, and you might, as a writer, you know, be informed by that or consciously be working to write something very different from where you are or where you come from. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of all the different... Because obviously, I said, I tried to read one short um, short story from different parts of the world. Yes, I think that is true. Mm. Um, and But it's also part of culture for the, the reference of the, of the Middle East. Uh, and, and I'm no expert, you know, this is just mm. purely because I had an interest, I have an interest in it. It's far more lyrical, I'd say. And I obviously read in translation, my Arabic is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, inshallah is the only thing I can say. Um, so in translation, you, um, yeah, you, 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 you feel that there's a different rhythm that mm-hmm. should be there. Whereas Hemingway, um, it's pretty short. You know, and in in Dutch, which you don't don't read, but I do, is same. is is, is shorter factual sentences mm-hmm. um, seem to be preferred over the the long rhythmic lyrical lyrical <laughs> taking left Poetic. and right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I guess so. I'm actually thinking. <laughs> I um, I tend to write letters when I'm on holiday. It's really weird. To yourself? Or? No, that would be... <laughs> do people do that? Before before I, <laughs> before I judge anyone, I was like, well, that would be weird. No, but it's it's nice to get... It's nice to get like an old-fashioned, you know, meal and it's not being the tax or mm-hmm. um, something else. And I and it tends to... And I have this one friend. She's South African. And I have this one friend. She always gets these letters. And it tends to be long because my holidays tend to be, you know, somewhere <laughs> surrounded by green. So it, it tends to be more exploring. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I guess so. So what what region in the world do you read most? Um, I don't think that there is a particular region. So on my bookshelf of short story collections, there is uh, Jhumpa Lahiri, mm-hmm. Asian Indian, um, Yun Li, um, Chinese, um, the writers that I mentioned before, uh, one of whom is um, Jamaican-British, the other one is African American, so uh, I don't uh, think that I'm kind of, you know, just reading books from a, from a particular uh, region. But can I interrupt? Well, I've already done that. <laughs> I've already done that. But those are writing; those are writers writing in English, or hmm. maybe Chinese, maybe not. But you know, African American, Jamaican, um, Indian—they're most likely not translated. Are you? Do you know if you read books in translation? That's a really good question. Actually, I don't. I mean, but they, I mean, they're in English, but they're very, very different stories. They're very, very different stories. True, but I assume this is an assumption. <laughs> you should go home and check and, and let me know because I assume those are originally written in English, and that's why they might have been published. I mean, Jun Balayiri, obviously not, but they might have been published in their region, and because it's English, it's it's much easier to distribute. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Polish story or. The Benin story I'm also still looking for because they're written in a different language and it's so small. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody has to go and translate it, mm-hmm. so there might not be a bigger market for that. I'd be mm. I'd be interested to know that. You're I'm also saying something about the kind of, um, or maybe you're not, 
um, you know, the English language and <laughs> the kind of, how can I put this, um, the kind of monopoly that the English language has, do you know what I mean? Mm. In, terms of, in terms of literature... Ooh. <laughs> so this is all this, this is all this politeness now going around these microphones because the less polite opinion um, <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Particularly because you're talking from the center. I think always oh, it Margaret Atwood said it at some point that it's really easy to assume uh, the world is like you when you're in the center and as a, you know a native English speaker you're in the center. Yeah. Um so so yes. Um, however, when you do go and find yourself on the other side of the world... And You're you, no longer in the centre. Yeah, and mm. you turn on the news mm. and it turns out the things that you have been worried, worrying about for, you know, maybe 25 years of your life mm -hmm. have no significance in the place that you are. Mm. You know, mm. are even completely... People are unaware of that. Mm. So, yes, I would say you're completely right. And yes, it's dominant because, you know, there's also... Um, books are made into films and, you know, and they're... Mm -hmm. But there's... Nollywood, which is still Nigeria, still English, and you know, and and there's a big Hindi market. Just Bollywood. Bollywood. Mm -hmm. There's Urdu has lots and lots and lots of um, of languaging. We just we just don't know. So I tend to say yes, but at the same time, I'm like ah, I'm not sure there. I find it quite interesting that um, that which is not um, European, that which is not English, is kind of defined as being in the margin. You know, they are stories that live in the margin. Oh, look at South America. I mean, it's a, it's a continent so full and so rich in culture. Yeah. And, you know, and, and they... The question I is, who's margin? Voila. Mm. Which is French, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is I speak teasing. a little. I speak a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. All right. Um, so what are you... Um, what do you plan on reading next? I'm going to... Um, I've not yet read any Ali Smith. Ah. And I am on a mission to read um, some of her work. Alice, no. Thank you for listening to Not Just Hemingway, the podcast about short stories from all over the world. Come back often and feel free to subscribe or add the podcast to your favorite RSS or iTunes. Visit www.notjusthemingway.com for show notes. You can also follow Not Just Hemingway on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>